Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Gavin. And here we are in Paris for the Challenge International, the Paris Foil World Cup, uh, which we've been to the last few years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, bonjour. And bonjour indeed. Very yeah. fluent, Gav. That's, uh, that's impressive. So yeah, I arrived here uh, relatively bright and early on Friday morning. Yes. And first thing I did was um, call up people for some interviews. So pretty much as I was walking into the venue, the first person I bumped into was Alex Marcellus, the reigning or the defending uh, CIP champion. And uh, this is what he had to say. So Alex, uh, welcome to Fessing Podcast. Obviously the reigning, reigning champion here after your win, win last year in the final against uh, Timur Safin. Uh, what do you remember about last, last year's event? And- yeah, so um, last year I just knew uh, I had to come in and fence hard, put my head down. You know, Paris is always the, one of the most, if not the most prestigious event on the circuit, uh, other than the World Championships. So, you know, um, all the greats have uh, had a victory here. And, you know, even though I've seen some success over the years, um, I've never done better than a bronze medal in the individual event. So I knew I just had to come in, uh, put my head down and grind because, you know, every, uh, every person was grinding for it, um, yeah. especially at the time I was still... Uh, number one in the world um, so you know I tried to come in here and just fence my best but you know honestly some of the most memorable parts is the crowd and yeah. you know just the way uh, the way the the feeling in the room is you know it's a it's almost electric um, yeah. you know there are not a lot of places um, when you when you're fencing it the room really feels so vibrant and excited you know there's like here the world championships the Olympics but uh, you know to have that this competition up as we know right up there with the world championships and the Olympics as far as an uh, ambiance and and the feeling goes is pretty uh, amazing so you know I came out here I knew you know what I had to do what I wanted to do um, just fenced hard you know I had a couple tough bouts earlier in the day um, Italian junior gave me a, a tough time Bianchi 15-14 I remember that pretty distinctly and then all I knew is once I made it to the top four um, just had to keep fencing well, you know. Uh, and I, uh, in the top four, fenced Avila, who I hadn't fenced since the Olympics after my big comeback at the Olympics. Yep. Um, and I just wanted to make sure, uh, you know, prove to myself that, you know, um, I can I can do this, you know. I, you know, um, I, this, you know, the Olympics was the only time I'd beaten him before. Oh really? Uh, oh, yeah. Man. So that was the Olympics was the first time I ever beaten him. So I wanted to prove to myself, you know, the Olympics wasn't just a fluke. You yeah, know, you, I, I can you, do this. You had good hang of it. Exactly. You know, I I can I I, I can beat him more than once. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went there and did that. Um, and then the final against Safin, you know, I fenced him a number of times um, over the course of last year, and then previously through our junior years as well. So. I knew I had to be ready for him, and uh, and you know, luckily I came out uh, on top at the very end. Yeah, it was great, great final, really exciting. Um, you, you mentioned the fact that you were world number one at the time, and, and despite winning the last Grand Prix, uh, Timur Sakhin <laughs> has, has managed to overtake you, which always strikes me as a bit odd. Um, do, you, do you see him as being your your main opposition these days? Right now, you know, um, every everyone's competition. You know, the the level of fencing in the men's foil field is so high where you can't really take anyone for granted. You know, there are plenty of people. Who are out there and can win competitions still? You know, um, just in Tokyo, um, Lepeshu, who you know, who's one of the veterans on the circuit, yeah. came out and won his first competition in I don't know how long. Um, and I did look it up; it was nearly it was on six, six or seven years. But yeah, I, I mean, like the the last one he might have won was Paris here in 2011. Yeah. You know, yeah, like um, is but um, it just goes to show you the depth of the field is still so deep that you know any any day uh, one, 
someone can have a great, uh, great day, a great run, and come out on top. I do have to say, Safin in particular, I fenced him so many times in so many finals over the last year. You yeah, know, we fenced fence each other in Torino, fenced each other in Long Beach, fenced each other in Paris last year. Yeah. You know, we've actually we fenced probably the like. I probably fenced him the most consistently out of any other fencer yeah. um, over the, la the course of the last year, and usually in the in the final no, as well. Yeah. So exactly. So you know, um, he's been having a great year as well. Uh, clearly, so um, definitely can't sleep on him. Yeah, definitely. So w one more thing I wanted to ask you. Um, so recently on Instagram, you've uh, you graduated from Stanford. So uh, I was really wanting to ask uh, what's what's next for you. Is, uh, yeah. Fencing all the way or other things on the horizon? Uh, you know, I graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering from Stanford, so um, I'd like to put that degree to use at some point. <laughs> but, you know, I just graduated just uh, less than a month ago. Um, you know, I kind of enjoy what I'm doing right now. Um, I haven't had a lot of time off from school uh, in the last... Uh, for a while. Yeah. So, you know, right now I, I just enjoy, you know, working out, fencing, um, really pouring my heart and, you know, pouring my blood, sweat and tears into it right now. Um, you know, some of my favorite um, fondest memories were training for Rio, you know, yeah. um, taking that year and a quarter off from Stanford just to train and fully commit myself to fencing. Um, I do, you know, look back on that time extremely fondly and, you know, going, graduating and taking that break to, you know, train and do the same thing. Actually, uh, it really reminds me of, you know, the time I had yeah, training with Rio. Yeah. And, you know, so far, um, the main thing I've always I've wanted to do, you know, the one thing I've been excited for since I've graduated from school hasn't really been joining the workforce so much as, uh, <laughs> as um, just getting back into training full time and, yeah. and fencing hard and, you know, doing two days as much as possible. Stuff I couldn't do when I was uh, obviously in school yeah. as often. So, you know, right now I'm really enjoying what I'm doing, just training uh, full time. But you never know um, down the line. Maybe I'll look for a job or something, but right now I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, I think you're very wise, obviously. Don't, don't rush into work would be my Yeah, advice. exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, thanks very much indeed. Uh, very best of luck this weekend. Hope to see you back on top of the podium, unless it's one of the British guys, of course, <laughs> in, in front of you. But okay. thanks very much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. He's a lovely fellow, isn't he? He is actually really nice. First time I'd really spoken to him mm -hmm. at all, and, and uh, he was great. Yeah, also really big. Uh, yeah, I did notice actually standing right next to him. Mm -hmm. That he's he's tall and broad and quite frankly a bit big and scary, which I hadn't really uh, really been no that aware of when you know watching him fence, watching him on YouTube. But yeah, he's a, yeah, he doesn't look he's big. an imposing character. Yeah, he doesn't look big. Imposing Maybe character. everybody. But a thoroughly nice guy. Yes, sorry, nice yes. Guy. So yeah, next, <clears throat> next up on my my interview schedule was the last Frenchman to win the CIP mm -hmm. um, in Zulu Four. Okay. Uh, and both these both these meetings were set up actually by uh, Ben Paul, managing oh. director of the Impulse. So thank you very much to Ben, uh, who we'll hear from shortly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and yes, again, chat to chat to Enzo, lovely guy, and here's what he had to say. Enzo, welcome to the Fencing Podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, obviously, I want to speak to you because you last Frenchman to win the, the Challenge International yeah. in Paris. Uh, it's an amazing atmosphere. Any of the mm -hmm. times that I've been here. What was it like the year that you won? Yeah, the, the year I won, I was I was I was young. I was quite young, and it was the first time that I, I ever got in, into the box, you know, into the podium. Yeah, the podium. yeah so uh, that was my first semi-final, my, my first final, and when I when I won, I, I think I think I, I was um, 
I was, it was like in a, in a dream, you know, when I, I did, uh, I put my last touch against Kassara, I was like, is it really finished? So is, yeah. <laughs> is it the last bout? And then I, I saw all the, all the people, the one who was like, who, was, who stand, who stand for me because I won. And I, I was, I, I can't realize what, what I did. But now I, now as, uh, when I think about it again, I, I think that, uh, I, um, I had to, to enjoy much with the, with the public yeah. you know I, I didn't enjoy enjoy with the public as as much as i would like to yeah. you know because there is a protocol they rush they rush into you to go to chance to put your your, your french your yeah, french shoots and then to go on the podium so yeah, that's my little bit uh, my little regret uh, yeah yeah I, I can understand that yeah. it's, it is an amazing atmosphere uh, yeah because here the French tell, 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 tell that, but uh, not only the French, every fencer, every, yeah, every, oh, foil, true, yeah, yeah. every foil fencer said that here this, this is a special competition. Yeah. Every, every foil fencer wants to, to, to win the CIP and to have his, his face yeah. in the, in, into the arena. Yeah, the yeah. Theme, yeah. yeah, if we can compare, it's like the Roland Garros of the fencing, yeah. like Wimbledon for England. Yeah. No? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, you've had you've had some pretty good results uh, this season, uh, back in the podium and yeah, yeah. I, I, I did uh, I did my podium about one month ago in Torino. Yeah, and uh, it was, uh, being on the podium is always a great feeling, you no? Know, because you know why you're training that much, yeah. and it's like a reward, you know. Obviously, you always come from the win, but when you're on the podium. It's okay. You you do you 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 did. It means that you did a tough competition. You, it means you you lost against someone who was stronger than you. So it's okay. You you cannot win every time. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody does. It's, uh, <laughs> so many so many contenders who can win. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> when you when you come out in front of the French crowd, because it's a really knowledgeable crowd. That's that's one of the things that we've uh, tried to explain in the podcast, is that when you come here, all the people watching understand what's going on. It's not yeah. like people who just wandered in. Yeah, it's different um, uh, from the, the other competitions, because here, all the public is, um, all the crowd is in the arena. There is only the fencers on the strip. It's not like other competitions in other countries, or the... the, the, the uh, other coach or other public can be in the in the piste, you know, in the yeah. in the middle. Uh, in the CIP, you are like in the so, uh, football stadium. Yeah. You know, it's only the sport, the, the the fencers and the coach, and there is no no nobody uh, around, and it's only the crowd who is sometimes yelling your name. Yeah. So it, uh, it 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 can I think when you're young it can be intimidating, mm. but. For, for me, I, when I enter on the piste, I, okay, I enjoy, I watch a bit, but when I'm on the piste, I, I just, yeah. I not, not, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not listening to everything, any, anything, you know, I just focus on my opponent. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Ezra, thank you very much indeed for yeah, taking the time to speak to us, mm-hmm. and I wish you the, the very best of luck tomorrow. I'd yeah. love to see you back in the finals and you uh, here in the crowd going, going crazy for you. Thank you, thank you very much. Well, Enzo's also a lovely guy. Yeah, I mean, we're both great, actually. I really enjoyed speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I mean, they, they both talked about what an amazing atmosphere it is at the yeah. CIP and um, what a prestigious event it is and mm-hmm. how how much it means to them to, yeah. to have won it. So that, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last interview for the day was uh, speaking to our, our lovely sponsor, uh, Ben Paul, to whom we're profoundly grateful for, for sponsoring the podcast. So I've wanted to say this for such a long time. Here's my interview with Ben... Or, as you might put it, here's a word from our sponsor. Oh, okay.
So Ben, welcome back to the Defensive Podcast, nice to see you again. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, so here we are at the Challenge International de Paris. Um, obviously Liam Paul are sponsors of the French Federation, the French team. Yep. So yeah. what, what do you think of the event? This is probably, and I don't want to upset Epe and Sabre fences, but it's probably my favourite event of the year. Um, excluding sort of Olympics and World Championships, I think this one has the best supporters um, huge crowds and it kind of blew me away you know if you think back to a lot of the British competitions you know yeah. national championships you know the supporters are mainly fences that are fenced in the competition but you know you'd be lucky to get 50 people watching yeah. and then suddenly to come here and you've got this kind of arena like a sort of cauldron it's very stacked raked mm. seats and it's you know full house yeah. uh, lots of very knowledgeable passionate French supporters you know that do yeah. fence they're not they're turning up they know about it and uh, if the French do well and end up sort of getting to the later stages yeah, the atmosphere is it, you know it's like a sort of more like a football match rather than a yeah. you know than what I would describe as a British fencing match yeah because um, there's a big crowd as well the venue holds I think it's close to about 5,000 people yeah, yeah. Uh, come, come finals time it's, it's full it's full and, and a lot of them are paying you know so they're, they're, yeah. they're really you know into it watching it um, and you know, of course, the, the French Fencing Federation look after me very well. And yeah, I get, quite uh, like good, good seats. <laughs> uh, and you know, my, my dad was a foilist, um, so he's kind of beaten that into me a lot. Yeah, this is what you know and watch foil. So uh, that's kind of there. Um, but I, yeah, I absolutely love this event. And um, yeah, every, every year is kind of the one that I, I'm always, I'm always coming to. Great. So the, the French are, are looking pretty good at the moment. Um, and so the four middle. Turin, uh, one in Peshu, one uh, one in Tokyo. So uh, yeah, they're looking, looking good. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're looking strong. Um, I mean, the French, you know, are usually very strong. You know, it's kind of goes through the territory, but um, they've got they've got a good a good depth. You know, there's older people um, that have been fencing a long time who are still, you know, like Richard Cruz is, is, is showing that they're yeah. that, 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 that these fences can can go on maybe longer than we thought you know mm. everyone kind of thought a fencing career might finish at 27 but now it's certainly not with this sort of the training methods that they've got and the, and the way that they, these guys are looking after themselves um, I think the life of a fencer can go on a lot longer um, and that means you can get more experience mixed in with some some youth it makes a very exciting sort of exciting dynamic in a team yeah. and the French certainly certainly have that yeah some of the likes of uh Richard Cruz and Owen Opeshu, they, they both look like fencers who now totally understand their fencing. Yes, yeah. Uh, just And they just look like and go on, you know. And I, I keep thinking, oh, you know, oh, this will be the last time I see the Pesci. And, mm-hmm. and then I, oh, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, my God, he's better than he was. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> oh, so good, you know. And, um, yeah, and it's just, uh, it, it, I mean, it must be quite exciting now for, for sort of 22-year-old fencers that are sort of coming in mm-hmm. and, and starting thinking, you know, it's, it's it's now you can do it for a long a long time yeah. and, and uh, I think that's that's really a plus side of the sport you know the, the length that you can, can continue doing it and performing at a high level yeah totally agree so the other thing I wanted to ask you about um, was when I saw you in Leipzig you had your uh, LED piece which looks fantastic oh yes yeah uh, but the, the other big development that's been happening with, with Liam Paul recently has been, been your wireless boxes which, which we've been testing out in our, our club in Edinburgh at Savoy Rood and can highly recommend them yeah so tell, tell me okay, how those so are developing 
it is. So, so that's come very well. We didn't have the box you didn't have didn't have Saber the Saber timings done on it. No so we've been yet. practicing on uh, be working on that a lot. We've actually had James Honeybone, um, the British um, sort of Leicester Brewer for the last few years. Um, he's been working with us in the, the defensive centre in London, um, and we've just released our our hardware for that. So now we can do Saber as well. Um, uh, and that's gone really well. They just did a training camp and sort of 40, 40 fences, um, and they didn't have a problem with it at all. Okay. Um, so that's really good. And now we're taking everything that we've, we've learned from that to put it into a box of scoring time. So this is going to be something similar to the SG12. That's a bit techy, most people know, um, but yes. if you go to an event, you'll probably see a little boxes with scoring time about the size oh, of yes, uh, an yeah. A4 bit of paper. Yeah, kind of a little bit bigger than yeah. that. Um, and, and various different companies do a similar sort of version to that. Um, so it's something about that size, completely battery operated, um, a radio remote rather than an infrared remote, because right. that means you don't have that interference with the light. Yep. And then we're putting in some other quite interesting features like um, haptic feedback. So fancy word for a buzzy, buzzy box like your mobile does. Okay. Um, so when, uh, when you might hit someone, you might get feedback so that you know that you've hit, and then you can look back and check if it, which light is, has come on um, then uh, haptic feedback in the referees box as well means that again he doesn't have to be sort of keeping an eye on the light oh, yeah, so well, much you can yeah. kind of flip the two because yeah, something's come up um, and quite a few other little, little bits that we're working on that we're putting in there but I'm very the first part was getting a sort of learning everything that we needed to learn um, for example in America they tend to fence a lot on plastic floors mm-hmm. and they use nylon uniforms rather than um, our sort of more sort of cotton synthetic uniforms in the, in the UK right. what tends to happen is they build up loads and loads of static electricity right. and then suddenly you get a static charge so there's nowhere there's nowhere for it to go because you're on the rock yeah. floor so it zaps your rocks right. um, so you have to put a lot more sort of static sensors in there and it's 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 how it's the reason that we release things sort of slowly over time and in every in every country rather than just doing it everywhere at once. Yeah. Because every country has different fencing styles, fencing techniques, fencing environments, mm-hmm. and you need to sort of build all of that in before you just you can't release an Olympic product at the top and yeah. say everybody you know do this. So work for everyone. You know, yeah, it'll be fine. You, yeah. you very much need to start at the bottom and work through all the countries and, and see all the problems and then build up and, and, but I'm really pleased with where we are now yeah. and uh, I think in two years three years time fencing will have changed so dramatically that people won't, won't notice because of this sort of wireless revolution mm-hmm. it's going to be like a, electricity electric cars you know, yeah. so it's yeah. going to be a change like that just um, groundbreaking yeah, in a few years' time we'll be back. Oh, I remember those battle days know. when we had those terrible spools and ground leads and they were rubbish. And, yeah, yeah. And we had to carry them all around and then we didn't know what was in them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very excited. Yeah, so it's a great product. I mean, as I say, we, we use them in the club and I, I would highly recommend them. Good, that's great. Yeah. So, then, thank you very much indeed and uh, thank you again for, for sponsoring the podcast and uh, getting. Uh, Myself, myself at the moment, Gavin, yeah, some later point in the day um, uh, along to the getting, CIP. Getting out of Paris, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, a great, great job, and um, I'm very, very pleased to be supporting it. You do great, great service to the offensive community. Ah, oh, very kind. Thanks very much, Pete. And our sponsor is a lovely person. He I've is. said lovely a lot. Yeah, 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 really nice speaking to all three of them. Yeah. And um, yeah, in- interesting stuff from, from Leon Paul about. Uh, uh, 
you know, their sponsorship of yeah. the Fédération Française d'Escrime and mm-hmm. the CIP. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and there's a bit of chat about um, the, the wireless fencing system, which, yeah. um, as I said, when I was speaking to him, I can highly recommend. Um, mm-hmm. Which you can use at the club all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so good stuff. So anyway, on to the action. Uh, just to explain this, we're recording this at the end of the day. Uh, but what we did as we were going along is recording our thoughts on each stage of the event, yep. doing the last 64, yep. last 32, and last 16. So here's what we were saying earlier on in the day. Okay, so last 64 is done. Mm-hmm. Highlights for you so far? Highlights uh, to choose from, I would say. There's been quite a good few fights that I've seen. The Kassara versus Chang fight's really good. Yep. That uh, was definitely a highlight for me. Uh, Lipishu versus Klebrink. Was a yeah another another good one. A bit of controversy there, which didn't actually quite work out what the problem was right at the very end. Yeah, I, I don't know why they were given seats and everyone had to sit around for a few minutes. A few minutes, it's easy. The best, best part, twenty minutes. Was that? Oh, yeah, as long as that. Long, long time. All right. Um, I suppose we should probably talk about the the shocks, um, early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, home favourites not not having a great time. No. Uh, Curse the interviewer. Uh, Enzo the four yeah. uh, getting getting knocked out by uh, Alex Cherimitsinov, uh, mm-hmm. who's n- not really the sort of fencing you want to draw in the last your know, last sixty four. No, it's a bit of an unfortunate draw. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and uh, yeah, the fact that we talked about Clybrink uh, beating Lopeshu, mm-hmm. um, the, the French crowd's favourites, and. Uh, it was a cracking fight apart from that last 20 minutes. <laughs> apart from the, the 20 yeah. minutes when they were sitting around not doing anything at all. Everybody yeah, confused. And because it was the one of the first first fights of the day, there yeah. was really hardly anybody there as well. So yeah. One of the home favourites bows out before or any of the French yeah. fans are there to, there to see it. Uh, but I suppose the really big shock was um, in the final round of fights in the last 64 with the uh, reigning champion and again another one of the high interviewees, um, Alex Marcel has been been eliminated by uh, Mr. Daniel Giacon of the Netherlands, uh, and pretty comfortably as well, uh, a 15-8. Yeah, I was across the hall, so I didn't see it, but I could certainly hear the, the screams from the... I saw the very, very end of it, and uh, it's hard to draw sort of complete conclusions about mm-hmm. what the fight the fight looked like, because we're yeah. busy watching uh, Richard Cruz uh, edge his way through into mm-hmm. 32 with a 15-14 win, but... Uh, it's very hard to argue with a, a score of a score of fifteen eight. Yeah. So it looks like um, me interviewing people is probably disastrous for their performance. <laughs> I suspect now that nobody will ever want to be interviewed yeah. by me again. Well, the um, as superstitious everyone is. Uh, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, be strong people. Yeah. But I think that was it. I mean, lots, lots of quality fencing, and mm-hmm. you know, almost wherever you looked, there was there was good stuff to to pick up on, and uh, no hanging around when one round finishes and yeah. we're, we're straight into the last thirty twos. Anyone you're particularly looking forward to this one? In the last 32? Hmm. Uh, I suppose actually that one at the bottom of the draw, uh, young Jeffrey Tourette of the USA. Yeah, versus uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Bruce, sorry, Jekyll. Yeah. Uh, that'd be quite a good one. Oh, uh, Garotza versus uh, Jopic as well. I think that'd be pretty much on right now. We're going to make a dash for the piece. Oh, yeah, I think we should. Okay, I think we will. Right, back with you for an update for the last 32 then. Speak to you soon. Okay, so last 32 done. Mm-hmm. Plenty of good stuff in there. Probably a bit more for the, the home fans to cheer about as well, with a few a few of the French guys making their way through. Um, uh, Alexander Adiri beating, beating Kessera. A uh, quality fight, actually, that one. Yeah, it was a fine, fine performance. Uh, Caro 
giving Dmitry Zerachenko, the reigning world champion, a, a good thumping. Yep. Uh, who else did we have amongst the, the French? I'm sure there was Erwan uh, Oakland beat uh, Callum Chung. That's right, yeah, another good one actually. Another, another, standing another standing fight, just yep. next to that. Yep, and do we have one more? I think we probably do. Oh, yeah, Julien Mertin. Um, Putting out Miles Chamley Watson uh, fairly comfortably with a 15 11 there. Yes. Um, so Home advantage, I think. Yeah, maybe so. Um, certainly the place is filling up now. Not absolutely quite up to its full 4,000 capacity, yeah. I don't think. But um, yeah, not a whole load of, uh, of sitting room anymore. And with plenty of fencing still to go, I'm sure by the end of the day it'll be, uh, yeah. be a, a full house. Um, other interesting ones that we we talked about um, after, before the round started uh, Jeffrey Turette beating giant killer uh, Daniel Giacom uh, again another 15 uh, 15 11 pretty comfortable mm-hmm. uh, and another young fencer going through there uh, was the young Italian um, Bianchi uh, who beat uh, Kenta Suzumura so a couple of, a couple of juniors there into the, into the last 16 yeah. so yeah. Uh, big big results for them um, anything else interesting you thought oh yes oh, the other one um, the one that you were looking forward to between Grotso and Jopic Yes, a bit of a bit of an anti climax. Was a bit of an anti climax because Grotz just basically smashed them. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else good? Oh, Richard Cruz through as well. Yes, Richard Cruz is through, and it was really good. Um, uh, I thought Richard looked like he might be struggling just, just a touch right at the start. Uh, with obviously Carlos is good at his thing, and it took a while for uh, for Richard to actually work out his timing. I thought. Yeah, that sounds about right. Actually, it's a pretty fair comment, but yeah, mm. it. Uh, a bit of rhythm towards the end of the fight. Yes. And we got there. Upwards and onwards. Yeah, yes. Exactly. So um, that should just about cover it for the last 32. Yes. We'll hang around straight up the last 16. Yes. Okay, okay, let's do it. Let's go watch some fencing. Okay, so the last 16 is done. Some, uh, I don't know, some interesting ones there. Mm-hmm. First first round of matches, first four were all, were all fairly straightforward. No yeah. biting cliffhangers at 14 all. Mm-hmm. Um, Grotz had too much for his, his young teammate Bianchi. Yeah, so he cuffed him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Timur Safin made fairly short work of Garrick Meinhardt as well. He was miles up at the start and then Meinhardt kind of scrapped his way back into yeah. it to get to only a couple of hits down. But yeah. uh, in the end, uh, a fairly comfortable 15 8 win for, mm-hmm. for Safin. Uh, Fukuni gave. Uh, O'Clan a bit of a pasting as well. So another fifteen eight. Yeah, I didn't actually see that one. I kind of blinked and missed it. So yeah, yeah, it was it was comfy. I mean, they, yeah. uh, French crowd doing their doing their best to well, they were sending loud to spur yeah. uh, the the other Irwan on. But yeah. yeah, it wasn't wasn't happening. And uh, a put out Clybrook so they Anyway, yeah, a decent day for for one of our, our golden oldies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second round of matches were yeah a bit a bit more interesting. Uh, closer stuff. Um, uh, Avila putting out another another Frenchman Cado uh, that was reasonably comfortable 15-10 at that one um, Cruz eventually getting the hang of another Frenchy Ajiri uh, well it was interesting though because he, he went what 4-0 down yeah he was, he was a few down at the start he was yeah. kind of struggling to get to terms with uh, with Ajiri's attacks but it worked out in the end and found his, found his time but it was interesting because he went he, went, he was 4-0 down he went something like uh, I think it was something like 12-6 up not quite as much. I had a five hit lead at maybe twelve seven. Yeah, uh, and then it was a sort of a little bit of a lull, and the Frenchman started to look like he was coming back, and then Cruz managed to find the time to finish yeah, it. Finish it, finish him off in the end. Uh, so, so that was pretty good. Um, 
Imbran eventually, eventually gets past uh, Cherimisinov, who managed to, mm-hmm. to injure himself in the process of, of yeah. leveling the fight at 11 all. Yeah. Sort of keeled over and had to have his foot strapped up. He went over on his ankle. Was it his ankle? Yeah, yeah. he went over on his ankle. Yeah. Um, I actually passed him on the way to the, the press room where we were recording this. He was hobbling about, so oh, he right. did look in, in genuine discomfort. But yeah, again, not a bad not a bad effort from him and uh, no. certainly 11-0 you thought oh maybe and then of course he hits the deck and you think yeah. maybe not yeah. <laughs> maybe not that's, your, that's probably your, your day done uh, final bit of good news though for, for the home crowd with uh, Julien Mertin becoming the, the only Frenchman to make it into the quarterfinals yes uh, again well in control of the match at the start against against young Jeffrey Turet he was a long way up he was something like 8-2 up mm-hmm. uh, and then just about falls over the line with a 15-13 uh, I really thought when uh, when Turek got back to go to thirteen fourteen, I thought you might you might actually do yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but again, a, you know, a strong performance from a very young fencer. So uh, well, it's it's a good sign for Turek for the future. Yeah, I would say so. Coney uh, against Cruz, Dorotso against Imboden, and Ha against Merton. So since we'll probably not do another one of these until we're all done, mm-hmm. who's your money on? Mm. I'd like to see Richard because he's the home favourite. Patrick, choice, yep. Yeah, uh, but I'm not. I'm not actually that sure. Mm. I'm sort of I don't know. Forward, I'm, 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 I'm completely forward to the fight between uh, Imbran and Garotso because they had a tremendous yes. scrap at the quarterfinals at the World Championships. Two fences that I really enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be a, a great fight. My, my feeling though is that having watched all the last eight. Do at least one fight, using a couple of fights in the course of the day. My money would probably be on Safran. I know it's a kind of predictable choice, and it's world number one. But well, uh, he didn't—he uh, didn't look quite as good as he has been in his last fight. I thought. All oh, right, you—you you weren't impressed with his, uh, his work against Meinhardt. It, it was good, but it did. You know, you should have. I think he should have finished off Meinhardt a lot sooner. I think. Okay, so you're you're. Sticking with Richard Cruz for the win, or uh, have you got a plan B? I'm going to go for Garozzo for my plan B. You're going to go for Garozzo. Fair enough. Okay, well, we'll report back once it's all done, yeah. and uh, we'll speak to you then. Okay. I mean, a lot of interesting things to say. It's been a good day. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the third year in a row that I've come here, mm-hmm. either as a supporter cheering on the British team yes. uh, last year to do the podcast, uh-huh. and still cheering on the British team. And I couldn't come last year because there was a daughter on the way. Yes, you were. You had impending parenthood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Which, which Wasn't allowed at the country. Took priority. Yeah, well, quite right too. Yeah. Quite right. I do understand. But you're you're back for this one. Yep. So, um, in the bits that we recorded earlier, we got as far as the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So, after your predictions, uh, before we before we started that. <laughs> And of course, in my predictions, uh, as soon as I predicted these people would win... Instantly doomed. They were instantly yeah. doomed. Uh, yeah, mine too, to be fair. Um, so, let's have, a, let's have a look at our quarterfinals. So, um, we had world number one, Timur Safran, mm-hmm. uh, against Giorgio Bola. Yes. And, well, let's... So, Avila is a character we've talked about occasionally... Yeah, we have. I mean, certainly what I've largely said about him is uh, his fencing is rather beautiful, and I do like watching him. But he never doesn't wins. win. He never wins. That's right. Wins. So I, I do like watching Avila. Yeah, I've said this several times. I think Avila is tremendous to watch, and has a very, very good sense of timing and distance and everything like that. And I've got, but, but because of his history, I never picked him out to beat Timur. 
but you no. did. You did, yeah, and pretty comfortably <laughs> as well. Um, it was a 15... 59 win, and yeah, yeah, well in control. I mean, uh, all the things that we like about Avalar, beautiful movement, fantastic timing. Well, I did say earlier on that I didn't think that Timber looked quite as rock solid as perhaps we think he might be. Um, uh, yeah, maybe misplaced confidence on my part. Yeah, yeah he was uh, he was well beaten in the quarterfinal by by Avalar. Um, next one up in the quarterfinals. Uh, Fukuni against Richard Cruz. Well, the less said about this one, the better. Yeah, on. I mean, the last couple of times that they've fenced have actually been in, in finals. Um, Richard beat him in the final of the Canada World Cup at the beginning of the season. That's right. Yeah. And beat him in the final at Shanghai, the Grand Prix, uh-huh. at the end of last season. And really, really comfortably as well mm-hmm. in both of those. Uh, but today, he, he couldn't hit a barn door. No. I think it would be the first time he had, or he'd be in kind of, he had, you know, target location problems. He was getting, he, got, he was getting absolutely pasted off of Cody. He just could not hit him. Yeah, exactly. Doing a lot of things right. Uh-huh. Making the openings, making things happen. Could he get the light to come up? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, in the end, a, <clears throat> a disappointingly comfortable win for, for, for Cody in the end. Um, <clears throat> We don't want something different, but yeah, you know, a fifteen-seven is pretty convincing. Really. It is pretty convincing, and he was eleven-three up at one point. Yeah, and that's that's fairly convincing. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a bad one for yeah for a, a British for British fans like us. Yes, yeah, but uh, yeah, still another decent result from yeah. from Richard. Quite disappointed with how how the day finished. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, he's not losing any points. Is essentially yeah, the same result, result. result. Yeah, from, from last year. So yeah, exactly. Um, then probably the most exciting of the quarterfinals, yes, yeah, was, definitely the most exciting, yeah. uh, was Grotz against Wimbledon. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, pretty nip and tuck all the way through it. It was pretty close. Uh, Grotz had a bit of a lead towards the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Race was leading at one point. Yes, she sort of back and forward. Yeah. Um, but in the end, Grotz taking the win. Yes. Uh, and Embedded being, how should we put it, extremely unhappy. Extremely unhappy at the end of the Yeah, I think so. A, he properly harangued the referee. Greg Massey also came over and harangued the referee. Uh, but I don't, think, was, I don't uh, think the decision was bad. What do you think? Uh, it's very hard to see because I was a fair distance away from the piece. And I, I wasn't. And I, I, I watched it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. More straightforward than. Uh, I, was, I was a few feet away taking pictures. Uh, but I was actually looking at the other piece and then I turned around just to watch the last couple of hits. Uh huh. Uh, I didn't think it was... I, I wasn't entirely sure what Reese was complaining about, if I'm honest. Oh, right. I, mm, yeah. All I could see was um, uh, general rage. Yeah. And, and backed up by, it, it'd been, it'd by been, the American coach. It had been a little bit of a bad-tempered fight, actually. They do have a, a little bit of history. They've, they've kind mm. of annoyed each other in the past, um, both in individual fights and, and in team matches as well. Mm. So there doesn't seem to be any huge love loss between the, no. between the two of them. No. Um, and Grotzer was very Italian during that fight as well. <laughs> In what way, Gav? Wait, uh, it was quite... Uh, the, word, the word I'm reaching for is strutty. Quite strutty. Okay. He kind of strutted around a lot and he played with his hair a lot and he, he took his time over everything. But he was just he very does, Italian. He does take a lot of time. He was. About, you yeah. know, he's in no rush to, mm. to get back to his own garden in, in a real hurry. No. Uh, but in terms of strutting, I mean, both of both of them are a little bit guilty of that. I guess actually, race is somebody else. Yeah. He definitely does like to strut around on the yeah. piece, isn't it? I mean, that's maybe why they wind each other up so much. Oh, do you mean like it's the two person, it's the same personality, so they just something mm, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could well be anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the fourth of the quarterfinals is probably the one involving the two less well known fencers. I suppose would be one way of describing them. Certainly, 
um, with Frenchman Julien Martin, the last mm-hmm. of the surviving uh, Frenchman against uh, Therese Teguha. Yes. I've seen half fence before. And oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a good fencer. Yep. Very yep. quick. And actually, I can't remember who he beat in the, f- the previous round, but he beat, he beat them fairly convincingly. Mm. Yeah, he's a good fencer. I'm not, I'm not dating it, but if you're, yeah. if you're going to pick out the superstars from that quarterfinal, um, it probably wouldn't be Martina e- either of those yeah. two, yeah. But in the end, a, a pretty comfortable win for, for Martina, accompanied by a huge amount of noise from the French yeah. crowd, of course. Yeah, they absolutely. I'm not saying that the crowd is partisan, but they're pretty partisan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, that takes us up to our semi finals. Avila against Focconi, so an all Italian affair, uh, and Garozzo against Mertin in the second one. So the noble thing here is three Italians in the last four. Yeah, it's a very strong showing, isn't mm-hmm. it? So the, the Italian Federation rubbing their hands with glee at that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think the first one. Yeah, Avila, Avila Focconi, the first one. Uh huh. Uh, and I think Avila's just beaten the world number one. Goes mm-hmm. up against Falcone. Now, I like Falcone. I know you're not as sold on him as as, uh, as I am. I'll come back to that. I'm, I'm prepared to slightly revise my opinion. Yeah. Um, but Falcone uh, uh, just made mincemeat of him, basically. That's probably a bit harsh. It was pretty up and tuck. Um, and then Avila found a, a new way not to win things when he's fencing really well um, by seeming to pick up a bit of an injury. Part of the way through the fight. Oh so, yes, sorry. I'm thinking. He, I'm thinking the other one. I think. Yeah, because yeah. you got treatment in the minutes break uh, yeah. for what looked to be like a a thigh strain, so mm-hmm. it did affect his movement a, a little bit. Certainly. That's right. Uh, and in the end, it was a fa- yeah. Again, I, sorry. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of I'm thinking another one. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right because uh, Avila did go up a couple, and then, yes. and then and then as soon as Avila started complaining about his leg, he lost loads of points at that point. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was. That was his his day done. So another another near miss mm-hmm. by uh, our our favourite bridesmaid <laughs> in in Avila. Yeah. Um, so that takes us to our, our second semi final mm-hmm. with uh, the the new home favourite uh, Martine. Yes. Um, generating generating all the noise against the uh, Olympic champion. Daniele Grox. So the beforehand, I was slightly fearful that uh, Mertin might get a, a terrible beating here because this is. A, I didn't, but he did well. He's always kind of having a good day. The home advantage was playing into his hands. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I would have thought fencing in front of a crowd that size and that partisan, you're either going to freeze in the headlights, which mm-hmm. hadn't happened up to that point, and yeah. no sign of that happening, or it, or it will genuinely lift you. Yeah. Um, but in the end, Grox was probably just a bit. Probably just a bit too streetwise, I think, for him. Think? He stayed stayed calm, wasn't mm. wasn't thrown by the huge amount of noise, getting booed, um, <laughs> getting booed when he scored a hit, which yeah. seems a bit harsh. Well, it's a partisan crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, in the end, got so a, a 15-12 winner. Yeah. Had to work pretty hard for it. Yeah, it wasn't an easy run through for him. So no, no, and of course, in the being the sort of second semi final, it meant his sort of recovery time before the final was a bit shorter as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, a hard, a hard fight compared to the uh, slightly easier progress that Fukuni yeah. had from his his semi final. So no Italian final in the end. Uh-huh. I mean, there was lots of noise in the semi final with uh, Mer- Merti yeah. and Garozzo. but the atmosphere was a little bit dead, <laughs> a bit yeah. quiet. I mean, it's it's never great when two two teammates no. meet each other in a D, and for the final. Um, 
place wasn't empty, but I, I don't know, a significant proportion. Yeah. Um, of the there was less yelling. The anyway. crowd left after Mertin was mm-hmm. out, and it was a, a pretty subdued atmosphere. I think. And, and fair, a fair play here to uh, uh, to the two Italians because they actually fought it out. Yeah, I mean, we're having a grumble about, <laughs> uh, about the two Korean men's epiests. Um, yeah, not bothering, not, defen- not bothering to, to fence, which made us extremely grumpy, and I would imagine quite a few other people. Yeah. Um, but there was none of that, but it did have a little bit of the feel of being uh, you know, sort of training about at the club. Uh, two teammates, they seem really friendly, mm. lots of chat between the two of them on social mm. media and so on. So it, it lacked the kind of edge that having having fencers from different countries and particularly having a, a, a Frenchman in the final would, yeah. would have made to the atmosphere. So, yeah, a, a little bit of a letdown. Um, however, uh, Fukuni did fence really, really well. Yeah. Um, a, a comfortable 15-10 win and yeah. some properly beautiful fencing. I mean, you, you did say yourself, I've not up to now necessarily been a huge fan of, of his style because yeah. he's more a, a scrapper than a beautiful fencer. Yeah. Um, but his timing of, of his attacks on preparation on mm-hmm. so super slow And his movement was really was, beautiful and smooth. Yeah, it was. As soon as Grotz was coming forward, he would just be dancing back out of the way. It was really nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that feel for the moment to, to go for the attack yeah. was um, immense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been slightly won over. So for all that being a little, not dismissive exactly, just this fences have not been my thing up to this right. point. Whereas today, yeah, very hard to argue with that. You win, you win the CIP, mm-hmm. the most prestigious title short of the World Championships of the Olympics. See, I, uh, I've always liked. See, I'm different to you because I've always liked Fukuni because of his scrapping. Yes, I know. I, yeah. I quite like that. I quite like the fact he gets in about his opponent. Yeah. I, I quite like that. So, but yeah, it was good stuff. And, then, and as I say, the final atmosphere wasn't necessarily. That yeah, that exciting, but yeah. it, was, it was tremendous fencing, high quality stuff. Yeah, and that's it. So we've got a new a new champion for the for the CIP, and it's Fakoni. It's not something I probably would have predicted a couple of years ago, but there we go. No, maybe not. I mean, you said he certainly made huge strides in the last couple of years. Uh, he had a breakthrough moment when he won the Turin Grand Prix last season. That's right. Um, and he's now a, a genuine mm-hmm. superstar of the yeah. sport. And uh, yeah, great great winner for him. Thoroughly enjoyable. Thoroughly enjoyable day. Yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. I'm really tired, though. Yeah, it is, it <laughs> is a long, long day. Yeah, and I've been carrying around a lot of gear all day, so I'm, I'm feeling it at the moment. Yes, uh, we will at some point get, no doubt, a, a range of lovely photographs. Yes, yeah, so they will uh, appear in, uh, on, from, from on various bits of social media. That's right. from your, but I haven't, uh, didn't bring my laptop somewhat stupidly, but never mind. I, I didn't like to say that, but yeah. now that you mention it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll be doing the editing. You can edit my photos if you like. No, 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 of the actual podcast. Oh, all right, yeah, you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Um, but before I do that, um, time for us to go and get some dinner and a beer. Yes. Cool, right. So thanks very much for that. Uh, hope you've enjoyed our, our little report from Paris, which mm-hmm. is different from our usual sort of thing. Yes. And uh, we'll, we'll hear from you shortly. We'll, uh, we'll you'll hear from us shortly. Yeah, we'll see you soon for uh, a more regular type podcast. So, see you then. Bye now. <laughs> Thank you.